0: Right. this. Guys, I would like to hear from different people what this is. Um, yeah, you can pick. <laughs> Tangerine? Tangerine. Sassuma? Mm. Clementine? <laughs> huh? Pieces. <laughs> Say again. Mm. Okay. Any other words to describe this? orange. <laughs> By the way, I don't agree with orange. Anyway, it's fine. No, nothing else? Citrus. Citrus. Yeah, that's a class of fruit. Very clever you are. <laughs> right, so I'm so glad that you didn't say Holy Spirit, because I don't believe the Holy Spirit looks right, quite like this, but this does represent the Holy Spirit. Now everyone goes, oh. oh, it does. Do you know why? Because it is one whole fruit with many pieces. How do you call that the only segments. segment? Okay, in Portuguese it's gomo. I think it's nicer. Uh-huh. Joke. So this represents the Holy Spirit because it's one with many segments. What we are going to talk about here today, which is joy, it is not something to add on what Adam spoke to us last Sunday. It is a segment, right? It's a segment, something that comes just right after love. And the order, although it is says in a specific order in every Bible, it doesn't matter which... um, Order it appears in your life as long as they do. And I want you to, to understand that, all right, okay, so thank you for all the words that you brought about this lovely fruit. I found out there are 20 different um, names for this fruit, and in Portuguese it's mexerica. Do you like the sound of it? Would you like to repeat with me? Mexerica? Yes. Exactly, that's so tropical, doesn't, doesn't it? It sounds very tropical. Right, let's go. Uh, so when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, we talk about something that is singular, not on plural. It's not fruits. You can read in your Bible. Check if I'm saying that correctly. It's the fruit of the Spirit with many characteristics. So when Adam, since the day Adam asked me, to um, preach. He invited me to preach about joy. I've been experiences, experiencing many different opportunities to, to feel joy, to be joyful, or to compare the levels of joy that we can experience. And on that day, I was struggling a lot with something. I guess this only happens to me, not anybody else in here, I know that you don't struggle, you strive in life, you are always happy, but on that day I wasn't like that. And I have a thorn on on my flesh that I have to deal with every month, and I found myself in a position to have to choose joy. All right? So that's the first thing you need to keep in your heart. Joy is a matter of choice. You've got to get up every morning deciding in yourself, I'm going to choose joy. All right? So um, then we had a a massive party in our community where, where we live and work, and the party finished at half nine for the public, and then it carried on. And it carried on until five in the morning or something, and then they just stayed awake for, for, for the clear up the next day. And, and the, the, the experiences that we had to deal with was quite hard. And then I asked myself, is that the kind of joy I would like to experience every day? The one that gives me headache, that makes me sick, that makes me tired, that makes me feel miserable. Right, it's fun. But it is only it only lasts a moment. Then I, I went I had an op- opportunity to find a new job. Ah, by the way, yes, I got a new job, <gasps> and I'm not I'm not going to work uh, as a in, a, in a, dis, with disabled people anymore, which I love. But I'm back in an office after five years. I thought I was. Too old for that, but yeah, I got a new job, and then that brought me so much joy. I was so happy about it, you know. I was just, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I gave the guy all reasons, all the reasons he needed to not hire me, and then he, at the end he said, "Well, I think you are the right kind of person." I said, "Oh God, I, I'm not the right uh, professional. I'm not the right anything, but I'm the right person." Okay, that's good. We can work with everything else, and and. Also, it, it did bring me joy, but it wasn't. I was happy, but something. It is not that my life is not. Um, it's it no. It's not like my life is not all about my job. So that's not what I really needed. So I went to dive in into studying what joy is, and I really found that. Um, Happiness, Languages is something very interesting, and in English, we have different words to describe the same feeling um, as per se, and in Portuguese, we only have one, and when I went to study the different words, the happiness word and joy word, I realized they do mean similar things, but in a different level, and that made me clarify things in my head. So, First thing is, joy is a little word, and happiness is a bigger word. Joy is in the heart, and happiness is on the face. Joy is of the soul, and happiness is a moment. Joy transcends, but happiness reacts. It's a reaction. Joy embraces peace and contentment waiting to be discovered. Joy runs deep and overflows while happiness hugs hello. Joy is a practice and a behavior. It is deliberate and intentional. It is intentional. Happiness comes and goes blithely along the way. That's a new word for me. Joy is profound and scriptural, don't worry, rejoice. But happiness is a bomb, don't worry, be happy. Joy is an inner feeling, happiness is an outside expression. Joy endures hardship and trials and connects with meaning and purpose. A person pursues happiness but chooses joy. And if we think, if we stop for a moment and and think about so many things that we have uh, done to find, looking for happiness, what have we done in order to be happy? So, So how many times have we denied our principles in order to find some happiness? So much so that we can hurt people around us just because we needed that feeling. People are so uh, um, quenched, you know, like for happiness. They need something in that moment that will bring them joy, happiness, but they don't know that tomorrow it's going to be the same. And then you have to... Do that again, and then again, and then your, your bar level just goes up and up, and you're never full, you're always empty, something's always missing. That's, that's what the world, the world actually offers you, the momentarium happiness. There are so many events where you can go and get filled by something happening there, You can be so happy by eating your special meal on Sunday. You can be so happy from seeing friends, of course, and that's great. But the food is going to end. You're going to digest it. Your friends are going to go away. You know, circumstances change all the time. Our motivation, our joy cannot be attached um, to something that is going to fade away, that's going to pass. We cannot be attached to something that is going to fade, it's going to fall, it's going to end. Right? Are you with me? Um, And when we talk about, I'm sorry, I am talking about joy, but I can't, I'm talking about the segment, but I can't just ignore the whole fruit so there, there is there are a lot, there is a lot of mysticism around the person of the Holy Spirit. We hear about it, and then we say, "Oh, the Holy Spirit moves in that church." That, pe- that person speaks out of the Holy Spirit. but we, we, we think that the, the, the Holy Spirit moves one way or this other way in a specific moment or in a in a through a, a specific person or a group of people we have funny ideas what it means when it comes about when it comes to the holy spirit moving and making things in our lives and through our lives that is true guys Maybe we expect a mountain to move right in front of our eyes or the sea to open right in front of us or the sky to fall over us. We expect something extraordinary when actually what Jesus has done when he went up to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit was to send us someone that would walk every day with us. Yeah. Making our everyday extraordinary. You know, it is not about a magic power happening, a performance. It's about a lifestyle. I don't know if you noticed, and I don't know if, you, of course, we're here, know that, that the Holy Spirit is a person, it is not an energy, and some people do believe that. That's how they are taught, taught, taught. But the Bible, guys, by the way, have you seen this before? How long ago have you had contact with this? A Real Bible with pages, no (laughs) bottoms. I think the youth group, they don't know what it is. Well, they do know this lighter, by the way. <laughs> okay, so if we really study the Bible, we will understand how much we are missing out of this relationship. We are missing out. Lots. Uh, the Holy Spirit is not an emotion. He is not a momentarian experience, a force, or something that you're going to prove your experience in life once, once in a lifetime. It is not. The Holy Spirit is a person with whom we must develop relationship. Guys, how many of you are married? Could you please raise your hands? Right. Um, Fabian and I just dated for 10 months, and we saw each other 20 times before we actually got married. I know, that's crazy. But we needed to invest... Those 20 times that we saw each other, we did really invest time in getting to know each other. We talked about dreams, about future, about, um, about all sorts of stuff. One day, I'm gonna tell this testimony for you, and I hope the youth can hear this too. But we needed to offer, and to have a mutual um, engagement, you know, how many of you guys that are married will believe that your other half actually loves you if he or she does not show it in a in a word or in an action or in a, in, in a present, maybe a rose or a chocolate? You know, when you when you have a relationship with someone, you actually do something about it, about the person. You engage with that person. You get to know that person. And why is that different with the Holy Spirit? Oh, the Holy Spirit is here. And He becomes your servant. Holy Spirit, now I command you, find me a parking spot right in front of my kid's school when it is already five past the time you have to get your child. Holy Spirit does this. Holy Spirit does that. He becomes your servant, and there is no relationship. It's different when you wake up in the morning and you ask for for, for direction and inspiration when you actually denies you you say no i am not going to do life on my own i cannot do that on my own i need you holy spirit and we are going to see why he was sent to us and then you are going to see how how possible it is to experience joy in him right so relationship requires investment yes. you need to invest in it Thank you, lovely. You have been doing a very good job for the past 17 years. <laughs> you need focus. You need intentionality. These are very special words that you need to keep. Intentionality. Choice. Keep that in your notebook. Or You don't develop relationship with someone that you only see occasionally. It's a very superficial Relationship. When Jesus prayed, his last pray, uh, uh, prayer was asking God to make sure that we were going to be in Him. You know, like being one with each other, like men and woman in marriage, being one. That's what Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, wants to be with us, guys. And it is impossible to re- to. to Create to have to enjoy this relationship if you only hear about him or see him on Sundays. I'm sorry, I don't want to be bossy or... I have this Italian movement here, and my tone of voice, I'm speaking all out of love, but we've got to wake up. There is just too much for us to enjoy, to just let it go and pass and just for Sunday, you know. It is so true with each other that we don't wait for the next Sunday to come. We gather in middle week group to see each other because we want to build up in our relationship. Why is that different with the Holy Spirit? Oh my gosh, Is the Holy Spirit, the one that raised Jesus from the dead. Can you believe that? You said, you sang this just now. The power that resurrected the dead, it is in you. He is in you. He is in you. He is in in me. When are we going to live up? And then you're going to say, oh my gosh, why did I come today? Just only to find out that I can never live up this truth. Come as you are. That was another truth that you sang just now. You need to pay attention to what you're saying. There is life in this, yeah? Yeah. Amen? Are you with me? Okay, let's carry on. Um, So, we must acknowledge uh, the importance of the Holy Spirit. First thing we need to understand, you said it's the middle, isn't it? (laughs) There, we must acknowledge that he is not a spare tire. The Holy Spirit is not something that you use only when you are in trouble. Only when you failed on the road or when you messed up things. He's not a spare tire. In John 16:6, 6, you can hear you can um, Understand that this truth, actually, it's 16, 7. I did it wrong. And it is not going to show up here. So if you fast on your Bible, open your Bible real quick. John 16, 7, it says, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. He's not only replacing Jesus' uh, person in this world, guys. Jesus had to go so that the Holy Spirit would come. You know, it's not like, oh, he's just replacing, filling this gap right here. It's just because as a spirit, he can be everywhere. Jesus, as a person in in flesh, he would have to travel. No, it's not like that. Right? He is important. He's the advocate. He's the one that is going to go before God and say, hey, God, Hey, me, we are one, yeah? Do you know that guy? Do you know that lady? Yeah. They keep forgetting the truth. But I'm here to just intercede for them and say that they are worthy of the blood that you have already shared on that cross and they will do better tomorrow. Please, God, forgive them. You know, he's the the intercessor. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful. I love it. So, unless I go, he can't come to testify and to reveal and to complete the God's work or the word, the work of God. <sighs> <laughs> Where do I have to point this to? <laughs> I'm trying like, okay. Another thing that we must acknowledge is that he is the leader. Guys, he's not the servant. He is the leader. Look what Isaiah says in thir- on the chapter 30, verse 21. Wherever you turn, right or left, you, your ears will hear, this is the way, walk in it. <clears throat> Pay attention on this now, this was a great revelation to me. God promised the way. Wherever you go, right or left, you're going to hear this is the way. So God, God promised the way, but he also provided the voice that is going to guide you on this way. And which voice is that? Guys, we can be very clever. You can be a master of anything. I always say to Fabian, he's very clever. He's got graduation, post-graduation, and, and certifications, and all these Asians. And I admire him so much. But you can master anything in your life. You can be a great cook. You can be a great driver. You can be a great carer. You can be anything. And God enables you to be your best. But guys, we cannot live this life without the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our days. Even when we have to do the the washing up, we cannot live on our own. He is the leader. And when you think that is the way you should go, your ears will hear. Yes, walk in it. That's the Holy Spirit speaking with you, to you, in you. He was the gift, the promise, the one that the disciples were waiting for. You know that expectation, Jesus when he was nearly going to the cross, he started to to just make it very clear, transparent to the, the disciples because at some point they just couldn't understand anything anymore. And God Jesus was promising all the time. He was saying, look, it says in the in Acts first four, uh, chapter first, number one, verse four. Do not leave, which means don't do anything, don't go anywhere. You won't be able to do anything without the spirit of the promise. Don't go anywhere, don't do anything. He said, do not leave Jerusalem but wait until the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about." He is everything that we needed. He is everything that was missing. He is the gift we can carry in our daily lives. This is so powerful. He is the seal of the redemption. How do I go back? Thank you. He is the seal for the day of redemption. When the devil comes to claim your life, when he comes in your ear and says, you are not good enough, you, f- you, 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 you made a mistake 10 years ago, you're going to do this again. You cannot cope with the demands of this New lifestyle that Jesus is telling you about. You cannot do that. You are not good enough. You are going to fall again. You are going to fail again. When the devil comes to speak to you, you must remember you are sealed. You know, you have the seal of the Holy Spirit in you, on you. They cannot, the devil cannot approach your life. He cannot claim your life. Darlings. Dear children of God, it doesn't matter what you are going through. In this life we are going to have trouble. But hey, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. This, it, your life doesn't end here. You've got to keep your eyes on the, in, the, in, the, in the glory there is to come. All right? You've got, you've got a ne- hey, take off, peel off the labels That moms, dads, bosses, or or old leaders that hurt your heart, peel off those labels. You are not this or that. You are who God says you are. You are sealed on the Spirit. Yeah? You've got to live up this truth every day. And I am excited. I am so excited. And I want you to be too. Is it me or the motorcycle outside? We turn the work of the Holy Spirit into mysticism at time, thinking that only when we tremble on in- inside, when we get goosebumps, when the room gets smoky and steamy, and when we see extraordinary things happening, that's when the Holy Spirit is moving. He is alive, and He can be in action any time that you say, here I am, you can have it all. Every time that you are able and open to leave the Word of God, He's ready to, live, to move in you and through you. How do we hear His voice? That's a, the, the one million question. All right, so I'm going to follow Him. OK, I'm going to obey. That's good. OK call. Cool. How do we hear his voice? Is that an audible voice? Is that like a trombone playing in heavens, or How does that happen? How does the Holy Spirit speak to me? One day I was um, talking to Fru about something. We've been making decisions um, almost every day. Um, for the past five years about the future, Fabian and I, it was so overwhelming. But then one day I was talking to Fru about another decision that we had to made, and she said, "Alini, uh, the sheep hear their shepherd's voice and recognize it and obey. So guys, we are his. God is our pastor, our shepherd. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to speak in your heart. And when he does, you will recognize his voice. Yeah? Amen. I can tell you lovely things. I can, I can give you lots of good advice, but might not be in accordance with the Holy Spirit. And then my voice doesn't sound as peaceful as the Holy Spirit's voice does. It is this inner, Testimony? Can I say that? If I say that, it's understandable. Yeah? It's like that thing in your heart. Or you might even hear that out loud. <sighs> right. You must train your hearts and ears to hear and discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. Also, lay down your pride too. Little we know... On our own. Um, there was a moment we, when Paul was being transferred to Rome, and then the, he had to go into a uh, into a boat. But there was a storm coming, and then he told the the pilot of the boat, the sailor, <laughs> the guy that was in charge. He said, "Well, uh, he said, we better not go yet because if we." get into this boat, the, the storm is gonna come and destroy and maybe we, we will die. And then he said, no, we can do this. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this. I'm in this boat business for a long, long time. So I know what I'm doing. Just hop in. What happened? The boat got destroyed by the storm. And then they had they had to throw all the, the um, food away and all all the weight on the boat. And then Paul said to them, well, if you had listened to me, you could have spared yourselves all this damage and loss. There are times when we say, I know what I'm doing. I can do this on my own. I've studied it. I know what I'm doing. And sometimes that's when the pride speaks louder. I'm good on my own. Thank you very much. We, we, we must... In Brazil, we say we have to hold the ball down under our feet, our foot. Not only showing what you can do with the ball, the football stuff, I know nothing about it. You have to hold the ball down a little bit. And when we live in pure intimacy with the Holy Spirit, just like Paul, there is no way we won't become like him, guys. There is no way we cannot manifest his characteristics. Just like Adam showed last Sunday, when you are full of the Holy Spirit, and if you get get squeezed and if you need to pour something over someone, if someone is in need around you, that's what you're going to pour out of you, the Holy Spirit. Um, But joy is a practice and a behavior. It is deliberate and intentional. Happiness comes and goes along its way. We will hear his voice and obey so he can do what he wants through us. I went to do some research. And I found that joy in Greek is shara. Can you speak that? Can you say that? Shara. Shara is, it means "joy, but it means it's good because in Greek we can find the root of the words and everything. So it's the joy of living, no circumstantial, no temporary. It is an overflowing uh, feeling, or joy. It is not here, guys love, in this level where we can see. It, it comes from deep in. Even when from where we cannot see, that's when you find joy to face your days and your circumstances. Joy is not; um, it is not something that you're going to pull out of your head once in a while. Joy is a lifestyle. In Psalm sixteen, eleven. Um, it says you make known to me the path of life you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand that's what joy means joy, joy means complete pleasure In John 15, 11, <clears throat> It says that my joy is complete. Uh, his joy is complete in us. Completes us. A hundred percent. His joy fulfills us. And His joy as the... Disciples experienced in Acts 13.52 And the disciples were filled with joy And with the Holy Spirit Be jo- Being joyful is not simply a goal uh, in your life Again, it is a lifestyle It's something that you choose every day independently of what you were experiencing in your life. Joy is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit saying, I am with you. When you feel low, when you feel devastated, when you feel like you lost everything, rejoice. My power is made perfect when you finally realize that you are too weak. It's enough of trying to do stuff on your own. It's it's enough of trying to just be good enough in this world's patterns. It's enough. There is a counselor. There is a helper. There is a leader. There is a... For you guys, for me, enough of living on our own. I don't know who has despised your life before. I don't know who had sent you away of their life, but you're not alone. There was a price paid on the cross for your life. And Amen. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, He looks in your eyes that you are so precious. You are precious. Well, but what about this in my life? What about this in my life? What about that? Well, this is life, but it doesn't mean that you have to go through this alone. In Isaiah, you can see, God says, when you walk through the waters. He doesn't say you won't walk through the waters. He doesn't say that. He doesn't promise that. He says, when you go through, I'll be with you. When you walk through the fire, it doesn't say you are going to jump over the fire. It says when you do go through the fire, you won't get burned, you won't get hurt. Stop expecting a perfect life so you can be joyful, so that you can finally rejoice. Hey, the work is done on the cross, guys, it's available for you to leave for you to experience every day. And I know for a fact that I have to decide to choose joy every day. The presence, the relationship with the Holy Spirit, the continuous, the continuous desire and the constant search for Him must be our priority. Don't do life on your own anymore. I'm way past my time. I would like to invite you to stand up now with me, please. All this is available for us. But anything that he wants to do will depend, firstly, on our decision. Our response. Joy is a choice we make despite any circumstances. Can you please, brothers and sisters here, repeat this? Joy is a choice I make despite any circumstances. Not denial. I'm not saying you just need to pretend you're not facing a hardship, circumstances. Jesus. But it's a choice that you make every day based in faith. Yeah. Yeah. And then we feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have this faith you are talking about. So I can, uh, I can reach this joy and all this uh, quality of life I can have in the Holy Spirit. So ask Him. If anyone needs faith in their life, the the Bible says, ask and he will give you. Yes. What is your response? What are you going to say to yourself, to your enemies, to your circumstances? I choose joy. I want to discern His voice in my heart, in my ear, in my mind. Are you going to say, yes, Lord, I want to hear. I want to get to know you more. I want to know what it is to live this life overflowing in you. Hey, guys, this has nothing to do with... um, with lifestyles or with culture, it's not me being a Brazilian all sassy and, and hopping about, It's it has to do with the dependence that I want to create and I want to have in the Holy Spirit, I want you guys to just Come before the Lord and say, Lord, I cannot do this on my own. Thank you. You've sent the Holy Spirit, the gift that we needed. We are not alone. We want to know you. We want to live in you. We want to live. I want you to do through me everything that you're seeing around me that needs changing. I want to be your voice. I want to be your answer. I want to live up all the things that you have conquered for me on the cross. I'm not uh, Object Object of my failures I'm not uh, I'm, I, I'm just not Going to assume That once Because once I've Done something wrong Or because once I've Messed things up I'm not going accept To accept That this is my fate It is not Just say this to him I just want us to to spend the next 30 seconds Tell him if you are afraid Tell him if you are scared Tell him if you don't have faith enough Tell him, Be, be honest Be honest Tell him I want your joy I want your love I want to be contagious, I want to live out all the aspects of the Holy Spirit, I want to live out, I want to be whole like you are, fill me with your Holy Spirit. We need you, we want you, thank you, thank you Jesus for sending our counselor thank you for sending a friend thank you for sending an advocate thank you for not leaving me orphan thank you thank you for seeing me when i cry when i hurt when it's hard thank you when i think that i cannot cope with a situation i'm going to close my eyes if necessary and I'm going to remember you leaving me and I will rejoice yes and my life will be complete pleasure in you thank you God thank you for what you have done and what you will do we thank you for your great love. Please Lord. I, I pray for each one of us. I pray that this day. They will go home. And they will meditate. I don't want them to be burdened. I want them to, to just be very reflective in this word today. Thank you Lord. We love you. Amen.